Radio Mac. Ladies and gentlemen, C5. Oh. Wing Town. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. Zone, 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 zone. Let me see your shoulders work. When Anthony and I did our last podcast from 38 Joe Schuster Way, I knew the coming weeks were going to feel different, but this is way different than I expected. So, live from the cozy confines of Christian Janera's new home, we bring you episode 80 of the fourth and long pod featuring none other than the aforementioned Christian Robert Janera. Boys, 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 boys. Welcome. Thanks for having me. We also have Dan Winarchik and... Thank God Tones isn't here to deliver this intro because there's no shot he'd nail that last name. So welcome to both you, Dan. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you for having us. I'm pumped to start this podcast because we've been holding on to these beers. I'm thirsty. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's, let's crack, crack, crack these beers. Cheers, boys. Cheers, gentlemen. Congratulations on your new places. Yes. Both of you. Thank Absolutely. you. Yeah. Congrats, Congrats on your first win. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well earned. <laughs> Well, well earned. I tried yeah. very hard. I said in the beginning of the week, I will not make any trades this week because I wanted to be toned. Just as a little throwback to our old rivalry. I love that. The rivalry from 2015, by the way, which is still somehow lingering, even though you both suck on different years. Um, actually, no, he sucks this year, too. So anyway, no tones this week. Um, maybe next week, too, because he's gone to the UK. I'm sad. The podcast quality is definitely going to be like depreciated because of it. <laughs> but... We are live from Dan- Brampton in Christian's basement. This is amazing. Boys, I'm happy you're here. Um, are you guys excited to actually do a live podcast? We've never done it, the three of us, before. It's been way too long. Yeah. Way, way too long. Like we were saying before, the last time we did it was in my old basement. Yep. Draft night. Yep. Me, you, Rich, and Tones. Oh, my God. What year was that? Do you remember what year that was? 17 exactly? or 18, maybe? 17 or 18, yeah. Yeah, like five years ago. Dan has been a frequent... Guest on this podcast, only one of, one of the most. Yeah, only on a telephone. Never yes. been in person. Yeah. It's kind of nice to, to see your faces while I'm talking shit. Yeah, it's nice. Of course. But yeah, it's definitely different. Rather and than you're hiding behind your phone. Eh? Yeah, and I feel like I'm really close to you right now too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're having some microphone issues. Nice. I don't know if my computer's gonna nice. make it. Tones, we need tones right now. But anyway, let's see how it goes. I got some shout outs to begin the week. Okay. Shout out to Ant and his trip to the UK. Well deserved for the guy getting a, a couple two week break here. Uh, congrats to Rich and Mike. They had big, successful weekends. Mike had an engagement party this weekend with his family. Marina and him having right. a great time. Congrats, congrats to Rich and Alexa, who found a venue for their wedding next year, which is great. Ooh, salute. And like I said, big congrats to Dan for breaking out of the Ofer slump, picking out uh, picking up a big win, and mm-hmm. the highest score of the week. So mm-hmm. that's great. And I'm going to shout out myself. Fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> I moved out of Joe <laughs> Schuster way. Just for being a stand-up guy. Yeah, just, you know, I, I did a move on the weekend to Pickering, although I'm not totally in there yet. Wild times. Um, boys. Did you watch any football this weekend? I know that Christian and I maybe not so much these days because our lives have been pretty busy. A but little bit, yeah. Yeah. Dan, how much football did you watch this weekend? My life has been extremely boring the last two weeks, so <laughs> I've been watching a lot of football. I caught the all the 1 o'clocks on Red Zone. I caught maybe the second half of the 4 o'clocks. Missed the Sunday nighter, missed the Monday nighter. But I definitely watched enough to see that I made the right choice picking up Ken Walker and spending 44 fab. Oh, boy. And, uh, We're starting there already, aren't we? No, I don't know if we are. <laughs> I, I, I was waiting to bring that up, and I already brought it up a couple times tonight. But, yeah, I watched a lot of football, and it was, it was a fun week. On the Ken Walker, I actually put down notes. There's, like, three different spots we can hit that. That wasn't even one of them. So we'll we'll revisit this multiple times. <laughs> sure we will. <laughs> we re- will revisit it. The reason I ask is because Bills Chiefs, we're going to get to fantasy in a second, but with Bills Chiefs, the anticipation for one of the greatest games of the year, it was pretty good, Dan. Yeah. Thoughts, right? Yeah. No, it was very good. I watched I watched a little bit of that game and uh 
I thought it was a really good game, but uh, that's what we expect of those two teams. Janera, are you still a Bills fan? Uh... I have recently, well, not even recently. I've always had an, uh, an affinity for the Packers. So these days, my allegiance lies with Aaron Rodgers. That's a shame. And the green and gold. But um, I have appreciation for the Bills. I mean, they're a good team. As, funny enough, as soon as I switch my allegiance, that's when the Bills. <laughs> I had it written start. down. Yeah, I had it written down. Okay. I, I was going to say. <laughs> The Bills were so bad for so long, now they're yeah. Super Bowl competitors, and you jumped off and the I jumped two years yeah. ago when they drafted Josh Allen. Yeah. So speaking of Josh Allen, the reason I bring this game up, I wanted to get this in for Stat Guy Dan, mm. who, by the way, everybody, Dan has a game for us, a stat-related game later Fine. in the podcast. Can't wait to play. Can't but wait. for Stat Guy Dan, how do you like this? Josh Allen is the first starting quarterback to beat Patrick Mahomes twice at Arrowhead Stadium. No one wow. has beaten him twice at home. Mahomes is good. Franco knows it. That is scary. Mm. The Bills are also scary. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Um, more on stats. Last week, we did the point spread game. Me and Anthony. we actually done this for two weeks now. So, for the two of you who may be not as uh, frequently making picks on this podcast, the way we did it is we looked at the matchups. And for those who don't gamble, we're going to kind of break this down for, a bit, for 20 seconds here. We're looking at the matchups a week in advance. We're looking at the difference between Team A and Team B. So if Dan is projected 115 and Janera is pre- projected 130, the difference is Janera is favored by 15 points. Mm-hmm. So are you taking you to cover that 15 points and say, I'm going to come within the 15 or win the thing, or are you taking Christian to win by 15 or more? Essentially, that's how the thing breaks down. We did it last week, recapped our scores. This week, not so good. We had me favored by eight over Christian. I covered that. We nailed that. One pick correct. We had Rich and Rob as a pick em. Straight up pick them. No spread. We had Rich to win. That was a huge failure. Oh, boy. Rob won. One and one for Anth and I there. Anth was a 15-point favorite over Dan. We correctly picked Dan plus 15. Dan as the underdog. We are two and one. But then we really bombed the rest of the way here. Ryan is a 12-point favorite versus Franco. That did not work out because we chose Franco plus 12. Wait, what did we hit that? Franco plus 12? <gasps> Hold on, do we hit that? You bet. Do we? Yeah, you did. You bet you did. Oh, we hit that. I put the wrong color in. We're three and one. (laughs) But then the big fuck up was trying to manifest the fact that Mike was going to beat Nick. That did not work. Nick was a five point favorite. He ends up covering that, beats his brother. What a fucking joke. Unreal. So why don't we just push past that and actually move into the matchups? And we will go to Nick and Mike for the first matchup. So it's Nick. He's six and oh. He defeats Mike. Who's 4-2? and two. Big 91-82 to 82 scores. Um, a bit of a stinker. A bit of a stinker from the Dotto Bowl, don't you think? And yet, Nick just finds a way <sighs> to just pull it out week after week. It doesn't matter who he's playing. It doesn't matter who's in his lineup. It doesn't matter who he adds, who he drops. Before we The guy go, just finds a way. Before we, You're right. And before we go into the actual players that we want to shout out in this matchup, I just want to point out the fact that Nick's points against... At 556 is egregiously low. It is 100. What is this, the math on this? Hey, Dan, let's let's get you into the league home for a second. I'm I not a math guy, just to let you know. It's like 110 points behind the next team, okay? It's fucking ridiculous, and it's so frustrating. The guy's won six in a row. Dan's going to have some stats later on uh, on luck or skill, right? Sure. Is that coming a little later? Yeah. 
There were five total touchdowns scored between these two teams this week, and that includes their starting quarterbacks. Um, Woof. Did you guys see Mike's bye week trouble this week? Did you have an eye on the guys that he had on his bench this week? Does someone want to rhyme off the guys that he was without this week? Okay, so he was without Josh Jacobs. Tough loss. He's been really good. Without Derrick Henry, also tough loss. He's been heating up lately. Amon Ross St. Brown, been a little injured, but he's my boy. He's been playing unreal when yep. he is super healthy. Tough, tough look for uh, for Mike to see those three on by. However, why in the fuck is Kittle on the bench? Why is he not playing? Why is Tyler fucking Higby with 1.2 points playing and Kittle, who it doesn't matter if Kittle's not putting up good points lately. It doesn't matter. Whoa. I just realized I got the new card that Tones has been talking about. No! Yeah! You got the new Yahoo! I got the new Yahoo! Wow. Oh my god, that's elite! I don't even know how this works. That might throw me in a loop. I don't know what's going on right now. Okay, I have to Live on the pod! (laughs) Live! (laughs) Here we go! Episode, what is it? Somebody say 79? Here we go! Oh, 80! 80! Oh, 80! Is that a milestone? 80 even? That's incredible. Dan, I'm glad you brought it up. Yes. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Because... I had it written down that this was the matchup swinger, and Mike actually knows that himself. The George Kittle 12 points versus the one he would have got from Higby or that he did get from Higby, that's the difference. He starts Kittle, he wins this matchup. And the thing is, Dan, you pointed it out in the chat. I I actually don't agree with you. I'm actually not starting George Kittle. I'm actually going to start Tyler Higby, and I know that sounds crazy. It is crazy. But I haven't seen enough from Kittle this year, and he's also a guy that I know he can pop off at any given moment. But he's also a guy who's going to get hurt at any given moment. This guy wasn't even having the target share that he needs to until this week, of course. 10 targets, 8 receptions, 83 yards, and that was obviously enough for Mike to have won. So I understand that he drafted Kittle to be his boom guy. He hasn't boomed, and he's been hurt. He hasn't shown Mike a damn thing with Jimmy G at at quarterback, and that's why for me it's tough. It's hard for me to blame him, and trust me, if there's a guy who wants to pin something on Mike, it's me. But I actually can't fault him for it. Gennaro would have started the wrong guy regardless. But do you have any <laughs> thoughts on, on on this act on this start? Well, no, I agree with you. I mean, his his targets uh, his targets totaled five, four, and six respectively yep. in his last three weeks. And frankly, I I you know me, I'm 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 a names guy. So yep. personally, I would have had Kittle in the lineup. Yeah. But I see where you're coming from in terms of. Um, in terms of trusting yeah. the ball out of Matt Stafford's hands rather than um, Jimmy G. I'm, I'm looking at 6 points, 10 points, 8 points, 12 points, 8 points from Tyler Higby. Of course, the mic start gives him his 1.2. Go ahead, Dan. Let me, let me just say something. We are not professionals. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Look up a fantasy pro, one of the fantasy pros on one of the websites. They all will have Kittle ranked above Higby. That's all I need to see. I don't need to see their stats. I don't need to make my own analysis. Everyone's got Kittle above Higby. I'm starting Kittle. That's it. So, Tooth, I, I, I get it. And in that way, I agree with you. And so, Mike makes the wrong start. He ends up losing. Mike has all these guys on a bye. And he loses. And, of course, the guy he plays is Nick Dotto who has the third fewest points for this week and yet still draws the right matchup. Nick next week has a bye week hell. He has all of his dudes who are worth a damn on a bye, including Justin Jefferson. Ever heard of him? Uh, Miles Sanders. That's not good. How about Dallas Goddard? How about James Cook, who doesn't even matter? I'm just saying, look at his bench. It's filled with guys who are on a bye. You know who Nick Dotto draws next week, boys? You know who Nick Dotto gets in his bye week hell? Hopefully me. It is Richard Ben, who put up a grand spanking total of 
Uh, let me just check the tape here. 67 points this week. Um, good Go stuff. Leaf. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, Michael appreciate yeah, that. Michael I'm sure. appreciate that. One. I'm sure. So look, I've done it over and over again with Nick. He says it's skill. Tones agree with agrees with him. I do not. Let's give him one shout for Christian McCaffrey because I know that we all would want Christian McCaffrey on our team. And look at what he does this week. For the second straight week, 19 points, doesn't even have a touchdown. If this guy actually finds his way into the end zone, holy shit. Extremely scary. I'm very scared of McCaffrey. Double-digit points in every single game he's played this year. He's only found the end zone twice. Rushing? I Rushing. don't know if that's receiving. Dan would know better on the new Yahoo over there, but I. but you're right. You're right. He is not, but consistently not finding the end zone. That's exactly mm. my point. Yeah. He could look like an absolute stud, even though he already is. Um, at least for the first time in like 10 weeks, Nick didn't pick up a guy on Sunday who had like a career day. So that's like silver linings for the rest of us, I suppose. Um, I got nothing else to say about this matchup. It just frustrates me. That's all I got. Like, I'm just pissed off all the time. Yeah, yeah. I just remember seeing Lockett putting up no points. I saw Chubb having a quiet day. I saw Brady struggling. I was like, oh, Nick is probably losing. This is going to be awesome. His boy that he says there's some skill with kickers, Koo, fucking putting up no points in the last couple weeks. Yep. Zero skill with that position. Get rid of that. And I still log on and see that he's losing to Mike because Mike is just making wrong decisions and playing bad things. And, and Aaron Jones, unfortunately, did not come through with him, which we knew could happen. And yeah. I think he's battling injury right now, too. So it's not looking very good for Mike. Mike made one right decision this past week. And it was the... the <laughs> on October 16th, 11.24 p.m., picking up Dustin Hopkins. That's right. Yeah. Well, Dustin Hopkins, who he then... Who he then benched. Promptly. Well, no. He, and then, or he left on the bench. I think he, he... Was he going in questionable, or did Hopkins get hurt in that game? I forget, but... Oh, man. Four oh, field my goals? God. Four I, field goals last night? He kicked through that. agony, so he played that game, apparently. I didn't even see the Georgia situation. Game. Yeah. <laughs> this is a flu game. It's a flu game. <laughs> That's amazing. Also, DJ Moore left on the bench, which I thought was interesting, because Dan is here, and that was the right decision, and 100%. I just thought that was... He got a grand total of eight points out of DJ Moore and Aaron Jones this week, and he didn't even start DJ Moore. Coach that is, trade, man. Coach is fired. There's a, that offense is in shambles. You wait and see. You hope that DJ Moore picks up second half of the year. He he has the talent, but right yeah. now, that's a, that's a rifle bench. That's the thing. He always has the talent. Let's move on to the next matchup we're going to talk about. It is Franco defeating Ryan. Franco is 3-3. Three and three. Ryan is 4-2. and two, Final score being 125-107. to 107. I've got to give boys a big shout-out to Franco, which I've been doing actually a few times in the last few weeks, but yeah. he turned a week from hell into a big success. Some notes here. Adams on a bye. Olave hurt. Both Cordero Patterson and Eli Mitchell on IR. He still scores 125. And of all the fucking things, the tight end flex, it worked for the man. <laughs> Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz with his 10.5 points outscored anyone on his bench, including Gallup, Drake London, Tony Pollard. Today. So, Franco making right moves. He beats Ryan by a wide enough margin that he deserved this win 100%. Gets big games out of guys like Fournette, Kelsey Kamara. Must be nice to see. Um, thoughts for the both of you. Is Franco a true contender in this league based on what you see from his roster week in and week out? Dan, I'll start with you. So, first, very quickly, I want to give a little apology. There was a moment in the chat where I said, how the hell are you not playing Drake London and you're considering playing Zacharitz? Because yep. I've been trying to trade for Drake London and he's been saying, oh, he's my wide receiver one. I need some good value for him. And yet he's on his bench. I'm like, how do you keep saying he's your wide receiver one or your number one receiver when he's on your bench? 
he made the right choice. He yep. only got five points. Zacharis, the second tight end he's playing, got ten points. You know what? Sometimes you got to listen to your gut. And Franco, I applaud you on that. I still think that you have too many wide receivers and you have room to make improvements to your running backs, but that's just me being a seller. Um, what was your question? Is Franco a real contender this year? Yes. Yeah, Franco is definitely a contender this year. I love his team. I love Ryan's team. I love Doria's team. I think those three are kind of spearheading, not Nick, are spearheading yeah, uh, I, Nick. <laughs> the, the top teams. I don't think Nick has the depth. I think he's getting a little lucky with his matchups. Um, he should still be a playoff team just because his, his uh, keepers are good, but I do think Franco is a competitor and one of the guys. You saw last week, dude, 220 points. Anyone who puts yeah, up that potential up. Uh, could win the league. It was 221 for what it's worth, and I know that because I was there. <laughs> 100 more than the, this week, and he still, yeah. we, we still consider 125 a great week. In a week that he should for, win. Respectable for a floor, especially when you start getting to bye weeks. If you're putting up 125 in, in the half peeper era that we're in now, it's not great, but it's a good enough floor to say that if I'm getting into bye week hell or I have guys that are injured, that total will keep me afloat for long enough and win weeks like this where a guy like Ryan, it just didn't happen for Ryan this week. Do you agree with Dan's take on Franco as a contender? No, I, I do. I do. I, I, I look at I look at um, <clears throat> I look at Franco's roster and it scares me. Yeah. Uh, top to bottom, he's got like Dan was like Dan was just saying he's got ton a ton of wide receiver depth. Yeah. Um, he's taken a little bit of hit with the RBs. Um, but the RBs haven't been all that this year yet. We're right. start, we're starting to see that slowly come around, and I'm sure that'll pop off to a point where we thought, how could the RBs not have been doing this for the entire season? But for Franco, it's these running backs finding their groove in the last few weeks. So here's Fournette's first three weeks. 14-8-9. That's terrible. Last three weeks, 14-30-19. Kamara, same deal. 6-0-6. Then he was zero again because he was hurt. 20-15 are the last two-point totals for Alvin Kamara, and he's doing it both on the ground and through the air. Um, Franco's scary right now. And adding to that production is the combo of Mahomes, Kelsey, and, by the way, Devontae Adams, who was out this week. You, do you know about Devontae Adams? <laughs> uh, um, yeah. We try, to, we try to forget. We try to forget. That. 100%. Let's, uh, let's pivot to Ryan for a second. Ryan had a four-game win streak coming in. We talk about him being a contender. His team is good. We know that. But here's some of the down points from this week. We've seen now three straight meh weeks from Lamar. Not good point totals out of Lamar Jackson. The whole Ravens offense kind of weird outside of Mark Andrews right now. Mm-hmm. Najee scored 11.9 points this week, guys. That's his highest total of the season. Wow. We've talked about it for three weeks on the pod about Holy how shit. that guy has not been it. And that Pittsburgh offense is weird right now. And I love, I love Cortland Sutton. But that Denver offense right now, for me... Is the biggest possible stay away that I could have, I could ever have imagined. I can't believe it. I it's it's actually there's really no words to describe what is happening there. It just really doesn't make too much sense to no. me, at least. Russ Wilson is you could have argued top three quarterback for how many years in the last the last five years? Maybe you could have argued. Sure. And I mean, you know, it, it takes a while, right? It, it's it, not easy to just you know change cities, change teams. New new personnel around you, new playbooks, new this, new that. But <clears throat> weeks, six weeks. Yeah, like he's also professional, so yep. it comes with the territory. You put your name down on a contract for two hundred and something million dollars. The expectation isn't for you to take six weeks to get you know acclimatized Correct. to your new digs. They're expecting that week one. Yep. You know, week two. We'll give you a week. 
We'll see you in week two. Well, just, in Seattle, week one was a tough matchup for him anyway. Well, of course, right? A lot, lot, lot of emotion on yep. the line there. Yep. But it's getting to the point now where you, you just you can't expect anything from him anymore. No. And at this point, anything that he does positively is a bonus. And it's very rare to see it. It's very rare to see it. It's, it's an embarrassment to watch considering all the weapons they have, the great defense they have. The fact that they lose that game last night against the Chargers. We're recording this on Tuesday, so this is Monday Night Football. I couldn't believe it. I honestly couldn't believe it. But then again, it was Russ, so I could. And the best part about it is, all of his, I think Ant mentioned this last week, the defense from back in those elite days, all these guys coming out, Richard Sherman's and all these guys being like, we know that he sucks. You know, he just fucking like, it's fine when you're elite and you are being a wiener in the dressing room. And you have that personality with all these tough guys. And again, Ant mentioned this, so this is repetitive, but... It's just so funny now that he is a wiener and he is a bad football player. Tough to watch, man. I absolutely really love that comment him. about Rich Sherman saying he had to. If he wanted to get a hold of Russ Wilson, he had to contact his manager or something like that. Yeah, it was just, that his wife. And also, what Geno? Like, like, look at Geno Smith. Like with Seattle, there's the inconsistencies with Metcalf and and Lockett. And you're thinking, oh, it, it must be just them. They're, they're inconsistent. No. Russell Wilson goes away. People are making fun of Geno Smith. Look how good Geno Smith looks. He's been a star. Look how good the offense, offense looks. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's great. Uh, we want to give silver linings out to Ryan because Eckler looks fantastic. We had concerns about him over the first few weeks, and he has really lived up to the hype uh, in the last few weeks. Talking 31, 33, and 19 points this week. He's got a buy in week eight, so one more week of probably studliness from Eckler and Ryan before he has to sit him down for one week. Uh, also want to shout out Chris Godwin because this guy's target share of 10, 6, and 12 in the last three weeks after coming off injury is something that Ryan will need for a guy who could be a wide receiver 3 or flex. Uh, if no further thoughts on the Ryan, go ahead. Dan. I'll say something quickly about Godwin. Um, yeah. It seems like, yes, he's, he's, he's getting the catches, he's, he's reliable, but he every time he is on the ground. He's getting up so slowly. He seems like he is so beaten up. It's a great point. Yeah, it seems like that guy is on a brink of breaking every single game. So I would be a little scared that maybe he might break any second. But while he is healthy, he's a great addition to his team. Ryan's team, bottom top to bottom, looks really good. Yeah, good depth. Uh, um, I was very close to getting Devontae Smith from him this week, but we're not, that's neither here nor there. Very interesting. And, yeah, uh, very interesting. And I love his, oh. I, I love his pickups with Rondell Moore and 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 Robinson, yep. uh, Wandale Robinson, and uh, he's he's doing a really good job over there. And also, we should quickly mention with Franco. Franco is doing really well with Patterson and Eli Mitchell, losing two top guys yeah. there for RBs on his team. So Definitely. both these teams are really good. Yep, absolutely. Um, we now move on to my favorite matchup of the week. It's mine. Um, as it usually is. Shocker. I'm 5-1. and one. I beat the guy sitting to my left, Christian Robert Gennaro III. Um, you're 3-3. Three and three. You went 3-0, right, to start the season? <laughs> I'm just confirming. That was a long time ago. Yeah, so you went 3-0. You're now 3-3. Three and three. That means you've lost three straight. I beat you 129-116. Just to catch the people up, Gennaro, you entered Monday Night Football down 23 points with Justin Herbert to play. You were a 38% underdog, according to Yahoo. Uh, you lose. Um, worst performance of Herbert's season. Uh, you settle right into sixth place in the league standings. That is just right, right in your comfort zone. <laughs> right where I feel most at home. Right in your comfort zone. I, I know the uh, the standings per- perfectly, yeah, perfectly reflect where you need to be. Um, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. I do want to give you shouts, okay? Because it's, it's worth mentioning the fact that you... You made the right call on what you thought was a reach 
for Brees Hall. And it certainly was not. Okay? So congratulations. You yep. have a future keeper in Brees Hall. Yep. No, it's... Uh, <clears throat> he's he's a stud. I don't know. I mean, he's... It, it's hard to complain with what he's done as a rookie. Um, Double-digit points in five of, of his six first career games. There's really not much... Th- three touchdowns in his last three games. There's, he's There's not much more I could ask for out of him... Or him in that Jets offense. Yeah, I, I expected his production to happen later than this. I knew that these were going to be the numbers that he was putting up, but not this early, and it's happening. I mean... It, it surprises me as well. I figured everything I, everything I read over the summer is Michael Carter, which he obviously still does have an important role in that offense. Yeah. But, <sighs> but I mean, he's still there. He's You know what I mean? Like, he's still... Well, anyways, my point is that I thought for... Like, just to piggyback on what you're saying, yeah. it's going to take a month or so... For Brees Hall to get you know familiar with uh, with that, with everything in New York, so it's a nice surprise to see him doing this well, um, and I hope it, I hope it continues. I mean, like you said, he definitely projects as as a my RB one keeper. Yeah, and um, let's Here, go. Here's all. Here's what you need. Okay, you need the Jets to be good. Here's what the Jets are doing: beating good teams, and the Jets' offense and defense are being competitive. So you have a good player in a good offense who they're giving the keys to in a sense. They love the fact that he is so dynamic. And Michael Carter, you mentioned him, he's one-dimensional. And he's not even that good at that one dimension. So, And they're playing run-first football. It's Brees yeah. Hall. It's a, the offense is around him right now. It's unbelievable to watch. I, I just wanted to say, I drafted him in my other league. I traded for him week two when C.D. Lamb had a bad week one and Dak Prescott went down. I traded him in my other league. C.D. Lamb straight up for Brees Hall. You were in that league. Yeah. Everyone made fun of me saying... Uh, yeah, what's that guy's name you just mentioned? The other RB there? What's his Michael name? Michael Carter. Michael Carter's there. What are you doing? He's a backup there. He's going to take time. Blah, blah, blah. The Jets are shit. I'm like, Brees Hall is a fucking stud. Yeah. I wanted him everywhere. Right in the beginning, I offered you a trade in this pool. I said, Aaron Jones for Brees Hall. You shut me down so quickly. You didn't even want to have any anything to do with that conversation. And I didn't even try to negotiate because I knew that you, you saw what I you. saw. Yeah. He's a solid player, so yep. so you should be really happy with him. Yep. I had the choice to choose him first overall. He was on my board. I knew he wouldn't make it to four, and I passed it up to take CD. Took it for need. Javante Williams is going to be my RB1. Look how that turned out for me. Yikes. So, there is a bit of regret there. We're going to talk about more regret in a second, but before we do, <laughs> yeah. I do want to shout out Brandon Ayuk, who mm. was a fucking star this week. Nice and start. Time. Nice start. It is about time. Welcome now to Brandon Ayuk. Most targets, 11. Most receptions, 8. Most yards, 83. Two touchdowns. His best week of the season by far. I truly thought this was the player who was going to defeat me this week, based on what he was doing on Sunday. I was. I, I remember getting the notification, or not even watching the <clears throat> the Red Zone channel, Yep. and seeing Brandon Ayuk run in or catch a touchdown celebrating. I thought, okay, we're going to have a good Sunday. And then I saw it happen again, and I, and I said to myself, oh, is yeah. this... A replay, yeah. <laughs> of, or is this 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 couldn't have happened again, could it? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was um, it was a uh, it was you know the celebration was short lived, but uh, <laughs> we had a good time in the moment. Hundred percent. Okay, let's do it. Let's take the dive. Um, why the <laughs> fuck did you drop Kenneth Walker? Let's talk about it because uh, I'm, I'm gonna, so before you even answer that, I'm going to talk about it with Dan because Dan, we will talk more about Kenneth Walker in your matchup because of what he did. But let's take a step back on it and just go back to the $44 you spent on Kenneth Walker, okay? I love that the third was here for this. So, no one bid a dollar on him. And there were guys like me and Ant, and I know because I talked to him about this. No one bid a dollar on him. But in my situation, I was looking at my roster being like, I want this guy, but not at the expense of some of these other guys. And I don't know if he's going to be good yet because we still had Rashad Penny. Moments later, Rashad Penny 
RIP the dream. He's a free agent next year, leg broke dough, and that's it. That's it for him. So, congratulations on the future RB1 keeper that you have if you decide to hold on to him, which I assume you will, but I won't assume anything with you because you're a psychopath. So, <laughs> how do you feel about owning this guy? And then we'll ask about the guy who dropped him. Alright, so so that was the week when I was facing Ryan 1v1, and I was chopping Aaron Jones around like a madman. I was trying to get rid of him as fast as I can while he had value. Um, uh, and then I ended up training him to Mike. I was close to trading him to Ryan as well. He was he was showing some interest. He kind of did one of those situations where he said, right before you pull a trigger, check with me. Sure. I did. He didn't answer. So I traded it to Mike. So I look, in the, I look um, on the waiver wire. Sure enough, I see Kenneth Walker there. And I'm thinking, man, he's like my second favorite rookie running back after Brees Hall this year. Yeah. I would love to have this guy. So I'm thinking, okay, how much fab should I take? It'll probably be a lot of fab. Quickly, I check on the on the on the injury update of Rashad uh, Rashad Penny. He seemed like he was banged up that week, and I was like, okay, if he has a chance not to play, and this is Kenneth Walker going, I got to put a big fab bid on him. And I was thinking, should I put everything? I'm like, mm, maybe not everything. Maybe I'll just put like 44 or something. I, I, I did a I did I did like a little bit, and I kept adding more and more and more. Yeah, I had a then, Wednesday. Yeah, and then literally, literally like right before I, I was going to sleep. I said I saw something that Rashad Penny was gonna play, and I was like, uh, "Okay, I won't put everything. I'll keep it around forty, and, and maybe people won't bid as much because uh, the other he might still be the backup on Sunday." Wake up the next morning. I'm the only person who puts a bid. I get him for forty four dollars. I'm pissed off. I'm happy that I got him, but I'm pissed off that I spent so much fab. I could have got him from one goddamn dollar. But what happens on Sunday? Rashad Penny breaks his fucking leg, though, and I get Rashad Penny. <laughs> like it has to happen that same fucking yeah, week, does. too. That it same week, so does. I yeah. get Rashad Penny. He breaks off a huge sixty-yard run. He looks like a fucking oh star. Gosh. That same game, the next day is a waiver wire article's coming out. Everyone put all your fab on Kenneth Walker, and all of a sudden, I'm laughing with my forty-four fab bid. So it's all, it all happens for a reason. I manifested so, it like Mike. 100%. I'll come to Jenner in a second. The highest bid of the season was Jeff Wilson Jr. Buy Rich, 25 bucks. Next offer, $2 from Ryan. Okay? The bids this year have been all out of whack. We had a Raheem Mostert bid, also from Stack Guy Dan, $15. Next biggest, high, uh, next biggest bid, me, $0. <laughs> the bids have been straight up fucked. Okay? You got your guy, though. And it was worth every penny. You now only have four... And penny, Rashad Penny, that's funny. Uh, you now have $19 left. It doesn't matter. You've got your guy. Let's pivot to the man we want to hear. The man of the hour, if you will. Um, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. So, you had a bunch uh, of dudes that I laid out that you could have dropped instead. Your thinking was, I have a backup running back that isn't starting anytime soon on a shitty-ish offense, which honestly wasn't really that shitty. Like, I'm trying to figure out the logic, and I straight up just can't. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I uh, Detroit, Seattle just won forty-eight to forty-five against mm-hmm. Detroit that week. Massive week. Yep. Kenneth Walker, eight carries for twenty-nine yards. Not good. Not great. One reception for negative five yards. Now, you can't really put too much stock into a into one game's stat pack, but my. I had to. There was a no. There was a. I had to drop him in order to activate somebody else. In order for me, to, let me let me quickly pull up the the transaction. This is actually this is oh transaction. Sorry. The thing about that, and while you pull it up, I'm just going to say a couple things. You picked up Allen Robinson, who I think is firmly washed. Although he did score a touchdown this week. Yeah. You had Hunter Renfro on a bye this week. His highest point total this week has been this year has been seven. 
He's clearly like the third option on that team. Zay Jones, Tyler Algier, who's in a three-man backfield. And I understand keeping Damian Harris, Naheem Hines, James Conner, Darren Waller. I'm just saying there were other guys. Now, I'm not going to sit here and argue about yeah. it with you. It's fine. It is what it is. But, like, I just have to know why. That's all. We I, need to know. I, I, I don't I remember exactly who I had to activate off of the IR. No problem. October 4th, I dropped him. October 4th was a Tuesday night, so I was prepping for the Wednesday. Oh, that's exactly. Oh, yes. Okay, so. So, waivers. It was the waivers, and I needed to get into, um, like, the green in order to have my roster spots all in order. Because gotcha. I had placed two guys on the IR yep. who were, then went from out to questionable. Your team was decimated last week. Yeah. Like, absolutely decimated. You had, And I mentioned this, I think it was last Tuesday, Anthony recorded the pod. I'm like. I'm playing Genera this week. This is my get-right game after losing to Franco so bad. The guy, it was Tuesday. You, you had five guys questionable and one guy doubtful. I'm like, it's Tuesday. The injury reports aren't even out yet. This guy's already, these guys are already hurt. I had to, I, I had, uh, I put down $7 on Evan McPherson. That was your former kicker, if I'm not mistaken, was it not? You yeah. had my former kicker and former defense. Did you know that? Ooh, San Fran? San Fran D, yeah. They're both solid. Yeah, but I have right. the best kicker in fantasy now, and Philly's defense is better than San Fran, so suck on yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> And no Kenny Walker for me. Yeah, so. whatever. Yeah, tough scene. Yeah. So I just remember thinking I needed to I needed to draw I needed to pick two guys to drop in order to um, get McPherson um, when I wanted him f- through the waiver. And at the time, I had just picked up Tyler Algier. I had just picked up Isaiah McKenzie. And. So here's, here's it was I'm just a, it I'm was just a there. poor decision. It was just a yeah. poor decision. I was just gonna say, all I'm hearing is words. I'm not just hearing justification. Decision. Yeah, that's... it's not that I didn't dislike Kenny Walker or didn't think he had yeah. the the you know like the right stuff or Rashad Penny was still healthy at the time. Yep, still popping off. Yep, and um, it's easy. It was and just and you and you blew it. And I blew that's, it. That's what, how you got. I will yeah. say this: it's poetic that we're sitting beside each other while discussing this because once upon a time, about six years ago, I dropped Devonte Adams and I kept Isaiah Crowell that year. Okay, you ended up drafting Devonte Adams with your second round pick that year. Devonte Adams becomes an absolute stud. You have him and waste all of his best years, but. Um, you still have him. <laughs> that, I can't, I can't even argue that. You yeah. still have him for so long. This year, you make the trade for Devonte, and we 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 reset. So let's just let's just get out of that headspace because yeah. we want to move on to to a different place, maybe a neutral place. Yeah, I need to check in with you. The league needs to know you're three and three. You're in sixth place. Yeah, sweet spot. Let's get a temperature check on your team, okay? Because we came into this season, Ant and I, and we talked. To no end about how we loved your team. Guys like Michael Pittman, Justin Herbert, T. Higgins. Love the combo of Mixon and Brees as a future RB duo again. Brees Hall not being it yet, and now he is it. James Conner, I thought, was going to be good. That is not working out. So, here we are. We're in week six, going into week seven. How do you feel about your team? Temperature check. Are you right where you need to be? What's going on with you and your team? How do you feel? (laughs) Well, let me just say I was... The most surprised person in this pool to start three and zero, way more surprised than any other U nine. There's no way that anybody else was more surprised than I was. I'm just start by saying that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I I do um, I do really like Pittman and Higgins. I mean, that goes without saying, right? Like that two young studs. How can I how can I you know uh, argue against those two? Yeah, Brees Hall, another guy. Joe Mixon, I, I'm I'm really into. But I will say, literally, outside of those four, 
We are looking to fire sell everybody. <laughs> God. I am looking to sell as hard as I can. Oh. No, I shouldn't be saying that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't want to take too much time to podcast on this, but I was on this podcast once trying to convince Tones to sell, I think, right? Was it that? Was it to sell? Or was it that to sounds buy? like something you would be doing. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do the opposite with you. I think CRG should buy. I should be buying? You should be buying. And here is why. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. I haven't watched too much Chargers game, so I'm not sure why, but he's been failing you hard. Chargers, Herbert has, was supposed to be like the top guy. I, I even had him on some of my list on draft night. It was like Allen, Mahomes, and Herbert. I was big on Herbert. I'm not really sure what's going on. He's been killing you this year. Nine points this week. But you have Pittman, who's, who looks healthy, and he's a stud. Uh, Higgins is back to being healthy again. He looks good. Burrow's coming back on. He lost a lot of weight for being sick in the preseason. He's getting better and better each week. I'm a big Burrow fan. Um, I think Higgins would be good. Ayuk has turned it on. He showed at the end of last year that he was a good player and could do it. Mixon will keep on going to use him like crazy. Brees Hall is finally coming into his own. You have solid foundation here. And what you need help with is your depth. Jay, yeah. I know that Connor Harris is done. I have Stevenson. Stevenson's going to take over that backfield. Harris is done, a free agent. Connor, uh, uh, he's been very disappointing as well, too. But I do think that if you just go aggressive, get some depth, fill out your couple of two spots here and there, and, and, and get some depth for your bye weeks, and I think you could be a solid team because you have nothing to lose at this point. You've been Mr. Sixth Place for 10 years. Winless in the playoffs. Why the fuck are you, why are you selling? You pretty much sold last year, did you not? Did you sell um, last year? Did I? No. I don't know. Well, I, I yeah, I sold and then I bought and then. And your roster was good. We liked your draft. Okay, liked... this is my time to step in. I got I got to break up this love fest because buy, the seller the seller and Dan is convincing the guy beside him and Christian to buy. Here's what I'm going to hit you with. I'm not going to yeah. get you with any yes or no or should you because we have to move on to the yes, next topic yes. and the next yeah. matchup. Yeah. Here's what I'll say. Yeah. Here's what the stats say. Yeah. The lowest points for per game in the league so far. I'm sure yeah. you both can assume that this is Rich Ben. On a weekly average, Rich is putting up 98 points a game. Give you a couple other guys who are at the bottom of the league right now. Dan, you're putting up 114 points a week. Nothing stellar. It's a great total, though, compared to some of the other people. Rob is putting up 106 points a week. I know that is really I know bad. where this is going. <laughs> you know what Christian yeah. Gennaro's points per week I is right now? Is going. 104. He is six points ahead of Rich, whose team is so shit, and he is 10 points behind Dan. So, I am not going to say anything else. I'm just saying, if you're going to buy, you need help, and you got to get it in a hurry. So, I am not trying to sway you in any direction. I'm just saying... I like some of your players the same way Dan does. Yeah. Your team has to pull its shit together because that 3-0 was a big phony. I just think there's too many pieces that have to come together in too short of an amount of time. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, all I'm saying is I'm open for business. Hit me up. Love talking trade. We we'll, can make something work one way or another. So. Love it. Uh, I'm not going to talk much about my team. Uh, the one thing I'll say is one week after Thanksgiving, I am very thankful for Josh Allen and for... Mark Andrews, who now we're calling Mandrews, by the way. Okay. Oh, and yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. The fantasy community, as we say, yeah. is calling him Mandrews. Mandrews. And I'm all about it. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I'm in on that. Um, I never took quarterbacks early. Anthony and I talked about this last week, about if Josh Allen could be a keeper. Um, Josh Allen's floor is like 28 points. It is absolutely absurd, and I am so grateful for taking him where I did. I own him in another league, and yep. it has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Um. You know, having this guy on my roster, and and I and I uh, 
I'm come from the same school of thought as you guys. Yep. Never really been been one to you know like uh, take a quarterback with a higher pick. Um, I mean, I guess technically I did take Justin Herbert into the draft with me. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with you there. But Josh Allen has is a is a is a man among children right now. He's yeah. he's completely taken over um, the league. He's completely taken you know he just grabs his team by the neck and yep. says and just brings them into the battle. You know, he yep. just says we we're not losing this game. Or, yep. He hurled a guy this week. Did you see that? Incredible. He yeah. jumped over a guy. What QBs? That's insane. What QBs do you see jumping over people? He's a big boy. Yeah, he's like six He's a six. fucking monster. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's signing kids' jerseys at the end of the game uh, in visiting stadiums. It's awesome. And it's fun cheering for this guy every week. And the same thing as Andrews. He's the only passing threat in an offense that can't pass. So, love having these guys. And you know what? Outside of getting 221 points scored against me, uh, these guys make <laughs> me competitive on any given week. So, it's nice to be where I am. Nick, fuck you. Um, <laughs> One quick thing I'll say about your team. Go ahead. Your yeah, team is you. your team is solid. Um, RBs, Dobbins not looking good. No, I'm not sure what's going on. Knee nope. flared up. That's never good with a guy coming back from a really bad knee injury. Etienne's coming on. He's he, he looks really good. I actually like him a lot. Yep. And you got you lost Javante, of course. So you definitely need some help at RB. But besides that, your team is solid. Top to bottom, you have a great team. I agree. And you know what's tough is actually acquiring RBs worth a damn this year. And if one becomes available, there are buyers who want that guy. I don't think one who is very worth it is going to become available. And I've been looking at it, looking at the buyer's market. And for that particular guy, Dan, you and I talked, I did not want Aaron Jones. Mm -hmm. I wanted nothing to do with him. And so for me, if my floor can stay at this 135 to 140 points a week and my RB situation is what it is, I have to find ways to get points that aren't running backs because, frankly, I don't think they're becoming available. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see what the waivers end up doing. We'll see if certain guys, like Latavius Murray of all guys, can end up being something. But then again, that Broncos offense is so bad. Good on you for Damian Pierce. Thank you. I really, I really, I liked the pick when you made it. Yep. And uh, you never really know. He, sorry, correct me if I'm wrong. He's a rookie this year. Yes, he's a rookie. So you a never, you too. never really know what you're getting out of a guy like that, right? And yep. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you used a decently high draft pick on him, right? It was second. a mid second, but I did have a few seconds, and mm-hmm. then I took Mike T at the end of that round, and it yeah. was uh, what was at the time feeling like a very big reach. But we always say every year, go get right? your guy. Exactly. Right. And then, and, and that's what you did. So good on you. Yeah. Uh, question for you, Alex. Go ahead. Uh, Travis Etienne. Yep. What are your feelings on him moving forward? I, his last two weeks, he's he's you know brought in life to. I'll give it to you in twenty seconds. Yeah, ready? Yeah. Before the season, yeah. This guy, absolute stud. Love yeah. the situation course, and the yeah. quarterback combination. He's going to catch a bunch of passes. First yeah. four weeks of the season, this guy's dog shit. I'm on the verge of dropping his ass. And the last couple weeks, he has come on. And I know that this is his backfield. And by week twelve, when it gets cold, and this guy is just catching passes from Trevor Lawrence, who's just throwing it down. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about him, but don't look at me and say this guy's going to be an RB1. None of my guys are RB1 territory. I'm on the 1-2 borderline with both Pierce and ETN. That's how I feel about those guys. And if they can do that week in, week out, and stay healthy, and they're young, so I think they could stay healthy, of course. then that is a hell of a combo for me. And I've already gotten Pierce's buy out of the way. So if he is solved the yeah, rest of the way, man... I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, so to answer up. your question, I'm very excited about him, and I want his ceiling to rise because I think it will. Staying in Jacksonville, one more question for you. Yeah, yeah. Have we seen the best of Christian Kirk this season? Yes, you but think? you're going to find a middle ground for him. It's not going to be this bad, but it won't be what it was before. He was an absolute star, and I think yeah. that they're finding 
that there are more talented receivers outside of just him, mm. and Trevor Lawrence is going to spread it around a little more. But like I said, I don't expect 1.2 points out of him. Because as other guys like Zay Jones establish that they are a threat, yeah. they he, will get covered in different ways, he, and you have to plan differently instead he, of just covering the shit out of Christian Kirk yeah, and doubling that guy. Still so. man, yeah. And you know what? Like, he, And he also found, like his years in Arizona... He was he found a way to be fantasy relevant, right? Yep. Like yep. he was never maybe he was never really put up numbers like he did in, in his first three weeks with you this year. Yep. But he always found a way to be fantasy relevant. So I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely uh, optimism there, right? Yep. I didn't think we'd talk about my team, and we did. So now we <laughs> move right along to Rob, who is two and four. He wins a game finally. He defeats Rich, who is now zero and six. My goodness, transfer me that money ASAP. Um, <laughs> one twenty-one to sixty-seven is the final score. Again, it was a four-game losing streak for Rob. That gets snapped and gets a much-needed win from Rob's standpoint against Rich's struggling squad. The first thing to talk about with Rob is something Anthony and I have talked about for weeks. And for that, we hit our Greg Jennings Performer of the Week. Fuck it. You can't stop me. It's Jamar fucking Chase. Tones and I have been saying for weeks this guy is one big play away from breaking out. However... How can you be so sure to rely on those big plays? Well, it doesn't matter when you're watching him run down the field like this. Seven catches, 132 yards, two touchdowns. This is what he's been waiting for. And the thing is, one of those touchdowns was a simple catch and run at the 40 or 50 yard line and down the field he is. This was at the line of scrimmage. That is great for Rob to see. If you guys are an owner of Jamar Chase in other leagues, I'm sure you've been frustrated so far. I don't know if you are. But if you're seeing this happen right now, big plays, you're excited, and I know Rob is too. Your guys' thoughts on Jamar Chase as a player this year? I don't know if you guys have been watching him too tightly, but this guy's been struggling. It was only a matter of time. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. It yep. was only a matter of time. The guy has all the talent in the world. Yeah. You know, like, he's, he's got one of the best quarterbacks in baseball thrown to him. Yep. Or, sorry, did I say baseball? Football. Yes, you did. Sorry. Oh. Yep. Sorry. Stella's hitting hard, eh? <laughs> Going down real smooth tonight, eh? <laughs> um, Yeah, so anyways, Jamar Chase, I mean, the guy's... We, we know what he's all about. He's, yes. he's amazing. And, and, uh, and he, you know, he can see the ball. He can celebrate, so that's always a positive. Stop it, don't want to talk about that. That makes me so mad. Dan, I'm going to ask you about Rob's tight end, Kyle Pitts. This week he had three targets, three catches, 19 yards. He catches a touchdown his first of the season. It's still not there. The Kyle Pitts experience, if you're in Rob's shoes, let's talk about your level of panic or your level of just general concern for the guy that you held on to. We've been talking about it for weeks, and it is not changing anytime soon. Thoughts? Okay, quick thoughts. So, so first of all, it's it's Pitts. He's healthy. You're starting him every week. Doesn't matter the situation. Tight end is such a shit show. You got Mark Andrews. You got Kelsey. And everyone else fucking sucks. Yep. You got to start Pitt every week. Yep. You're not going to trade for a tight end. You're going to bank on the on the health. Tight ends take a long time to get better and better. And it's not even his talent. It's a matter of that that offense. He shows that he can produce as a, as a touchdown or bust kind of guy this week because he got a touchdown and didn't get much yardage. But you're starting him every week. You could make a team competitive because. Eight out of ten teams don't have a good tight end. You don't have a big disadvantage. Everyone else is starting Hurst. He's facing who was he facing this week? Rich. Well, Rich is a different example, but um, <laughs> everybody is starting shit tight ends besides Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Pitts, you're fine with him. You keep playing him. You want to worry about the rest of your team that you're starting around him. Kyle Pitts, just keep on playing him and stop worrying. I agree. I agree. I mean, him too. Uh, that's just the guy that you. What you're gonna. 
What do you, I mean, you could bench him. Uh, that takes balls. I mean, he also hasn't been putting up the numbers, so I guess you can make an argument either way, but... The thing is, you bench him for who? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For the, Gerald Everett on yeah, the waiver wire? Yeah, yeah right? right? Like, it's yeah. just... It's you not, just have it's to keep there. running him out there. Eventually, he's going he's gonna to get his, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, the touchdown saved his day. You'll take it. You'll take it, and you'll move on, and you, and you hope for better next week. We... I don't want to talk about this anymore in future podcasts until a big day comes because I've been saying it for three weeks that Rob's not regretting keeping Pitts because he invested in the future. You just have to see it next year, and he's now holding on to him. It's just that's a big investment to make when you essentially contribute to throwing away your season with a guy who can't even hit double digits on any given week. But hey, look, at least he's excited about his kicker. All right, got his kicker back after three weeks. He was super stoked about his kicker coming back. Hit a 62-yarder. He blew up the chat with that. Yeah. He was super fired up. Um, I have to just comment on the QB carousel because it's been a mess. Tua died. Russell Wilson sucks. Aaron Rodgers is so bad right now. It's just crazy that you and I, we talked about this, Christian, earlier. We were just throwing it out there about the, the quarterback situation. Dan, we were talking about Josh Allen. But it's like, if there's so many QBs that are talented in this league, and Rob's chosen three of them, and they've all been bad, it's actually unfathomable to think that they've been as bad as they have been on Rob's team because we'd like to think there's QB depth. Yeah, yeah. Where are the QBs that are good on Rob's team? They're just not there. Find the new guy. It's not happening. I'm sure Rodgers will be good. It's not happening now. So, anyway. I want to give Rob the props, though. We will give him credit for the win. 121. Great total considering what we've seen out of him. Um, Rich Ben. So, he had three guys this week. Put up a total of negative 0.5 points. Um, what I mean by that is, Marquez Valdez Scantling had zero. Uh, he had 0. 0.5 out of Jeff Wilson, and he had negative one out of Jacksonville's defense. So three total players combined for a negative point total. If you really want to break it down that way, which wow. I do because it's funny. So Rich Ben struggling, but it's fine because he knows the place he's at. Yeah. Right? It's 0 and 6, and here's the thing that kills me the most. If Rich is a seller, which he is, he knows the guys who he's going to keep. He knows who he wants to hang on to. I understand. A.J. Brown, Jonathan Taylor. But Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson, this saga that he's in with these guys, A, who do you start? B, who can you trade? Because how do guys like us find value? If you're buying, if I'm buying, Christian, how do we find value in these guys? One of them can be really good. In fact, both of them can be really good on a different team. But these guys are eating at each other right now, and Rich has them both. It's a situation that, like you just said, that is eating at Rich, and buying into that situation by plucking one or the other or yeah. both, all you're doing is just you're taking Rich's pile of shit and you're, <laughs> you know, like you're you're bringing it onto your onto your roster. So, like you said, you you, you don't know what you're gonna get week to week from either guy. Yeah, and and unfortunately, it's it's a shitty situation to be in. For Rich, but like you said, no sweat on Rich's back because he he he's not he doesn't have any expectations for this season. Yeah, I will say though, like on paper, I think like Rich doesn't have the team to compete this year. Yeah, but it's not even that bad. I don't Dan's know. Laughing, Dan's laughing. laughing. It's not even that bad. He's got AJ Brown, great. David Montgomery, that's a household name. Maybe he hasn't produced as well as he has in years past. Keenan Allen, he's been hurt. Jonathan Taylor, he's been hurt. TJ Hawkinson was on a bye last week. He's a good player. I don't know. I mean, again, I'm maybe not the greatest person to be telling people whose <laughs> teams are good or bad. 
considering of my, my yeah. track record in the past. All right. I don't know. I Listen, I got to say. What, all I'm saying is without some poor injury luck, I think Rich is not 0-6. I couldn't disagree more. I think his team is so bad. <laughs> I, I think that not only is his team so bad... I feel bad for him. I, I look at his team a lot because listen, 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 listen. This is why I look at his team what? a lot because we, are, me and him, what? are the only sellers. Yeah. And what do you want to buy from his team? He only has one pick. I already have two first, two seconds, two thirds, and I still have people cramming for more of my players. Is that the word cramming? I don't know. Clamoring, clamoring. clamoring yeah, yeah. They're screaming for your players. Yes, but I'm not. But uh, yeah, you, you kind of are. Well, yeah. <laughs> that two of us. So listen. Continue. So, continue. Yeah. Go ahead. So listen. <laughs> I don't like any... No one's training for Curtis Samuel. No one's training for the KC guys, Juju, uh, Juju or, or Valis Scantling. You never Hold know who's going to catch. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop right there. Because we border on collusion when we talk about things like this. But this is what I'll say, okay? Oh, okay. Let, me give you, let me give you the plus side of Rich's team. Okay. Rob's looking for a quarterback. Geno Smith is a, Smith is a stud. Keenan Allen has been hurt since week two, and he's about to come back and actually be a contributor. Juju just had his best week. David Montgomery scores touchdowns, although I know it's not sexy. He gives you RB2 numbers. And Jonathan Taylor, if Rich ever would decide to dangle Jonathan Taylor, the package that would be coming back in return, we're talking a keeper, we're talking a first-round pick, possibly a second-round pick. Jonathan Taylor, there's never a better time to get rid of him. Rich probably won't. But if Rich takes a good hard look at his team in the next couple weeks, who knows, man? Who knows? Okay. I don't know. That's I, what I'm saying. There's, there's pieces on this team. Right. If not, if, if if not for a couple bounces, or a couple, you know, injuries. Yeah. Rich yeah. is Rich is not an own, on paper. That's all I can speak of. Again, with some with some better luck, he wouldn't. He's not 0 six. Yeah. So I, I won't go into each player. That was borderline collusion. Sorry about that. But <laughs> I, I meant to say. I meant to say. It's gonna be tough for him to get some more picks. So he needs, that's a good point you made, he needs to start thinking about maybe my only way of getting more picks and getting keepers is maybe trading the big pieces. I've done that in the past too. It's something that he should probably explore, the idea of trading away something like Taylor, uh, maybe take a chance on Robinson, trade away Keenan Allen, he's healthy, whatever. He has opportunities to make his team better as a seller, but it's going to take some work. And if the answer is no, if the answer is I refuse to do that, Rich has the I'm just going to chill option, which yeah. a lot of guys in this league have had success in doing. Rob's done it a lot. Gennaro's done it and had decent drafts the year after. And I know Franco's done it a bunch too. And here are his guys. A top five potential wide receiver in AJ, in AJ Brown. A top five potential running back in Jonathan Taylor. And you don't know what you're getting in terms of keeper value out of a guy like Jamison Williams or a guy like Keaton Allen. So if Rich wants to sit and chill and get whatever he can, remember he's already got a second round pick from Ant from Clyde Edwards Hilaire. A horrible trade for Tones, but whatever. He's not here to defend himself. He knows it's bad. I'm just saying, Rich has the chill option, but if any of these guys pop off, he knows he's going to make that sell. And he'll take what he can out of these guys. I'll say this. Like we said, Rich, 98 points per week. It's not it. His team's not good. Highest point total is 127 week one. He knows he stinks. It's fine. It's not his year. He'll be back. It's not. And I'll very quickly say, Rob actually has a really good team on paper as well, too. Add a couple pieces, he could be a contender. Sure. I agree with that. I do agree with that, even though the point totals have been low. Yeah. We move on to the last matchup of the week, and we saved one of our favorites for last. It's Dan, who gets his first win of the year. Congratulations, Dan. You Yay. did it. You got your first win. Love and of all things, cheers. I Thank you. You guys didn't skip yeah. me this week. Thank you. Okay, for the record, we did yeah, what talk about Sorry. You. Yeah. What, what, okay. do, you want, do you want to know the information about what happened there? I kind, Well, yeah, I kind of do, but we can well, maybe, save, back it. On my notes, we can maybe uh, save it for later. Or... 
Dan changed his team name in week four. I don't know what you're talking about. From the Street Killers. You want to swallow know. that beer first? I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm good. He changed from the Street Killers to, st- to... Sorry, from Stack Guy Dan to the Street Killers when he was beating me 40-4 to 4 on Thursday night. Then, within 48 hours, changed it back after I smoked his ass. Coward. Wow, okay. I think it must have been a Yahoo glitch. I'm not sure. Oh, what you're okay. About. Must have been that new Yahoo you're streaming right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't anyway. know it was a touchy subject. Yeah. So it's not that touchy. It's just when you call us out for not talking about your team, think about you got to check yourself. I'll yeah, that. You didn't talk about my team. Anyways, so Dan, you're, you're one and five. Anth is two and four, which is actually straight up just funny. Dan 147 to 101. Dan 147. That's the Ooh. highest point total of the week. We said it. Congratulations, Rich. Like we said, only winless team. I don't think we need to talk about Kenneth Walker again because we did it. But no, I will say <laughs> no. I, I will say this though, Dan, you stumbled ass backwards into like four starting running backs <laughs> yeah. in like a yeah, forty-eight hour five. span. Raheem Moster just established himself as the, as the RB one. I think he's only going to get better as Tua comes back. The offense is going to get better. Trust me. Madre Steven Stevenson. We don't have to talk about any any more than I've talked to you about. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, have another a lot of mumbling there. I've been, I've been getting a lot of notes, people reaching out about him. Great so. player. Of course, of yeah. course. Kenneth Walker, awesome, obviously. Uh, it's all been a big joke. And Alec, Alec Pierce, I mean, yeah. not a running back, obviously, but a guy who has been such a stud. I'm uh, just glad he's not on Nick's team anymore. So, Mooney, even, of all people. And Joe Burrow had his best, uh, best day of the season. So, Dan, don't need to really check your temperature because we know that you're not competing this year, but... You give me me vibes from last year in that you just sell all your dudes, you pick up a bunch of guys, you take some shots, and all of a sudden you're competing. You are trending towards being the best player in the loser bracket. The question is, number one, I mean, that's like seven weeks away, but who knows how many guys will be on your team when we actually get there. I don't want you to be spreading out your fucking propaganda about being a seller, whatever it is on this pod. I'll just say, and I'll leave it there, because I don't want you to talk about it. propaganda bullshit, (laughs) alright, guy, Um, I don't know who's going to be on your squad in the next five weeks, and if you have thoughts about who's going to be your keepers, I know that you're the only wild man in this league who will change your mind overnight, so I'm very curious to see how that plays out. Would you like to make any comments about your team before we move on that doesn't collude? Okay, uh, no pitching (laughs) I'm going to bring out. Honestly... It was just about trading my, my Aaron Jones. It was about trying to take some shots of young guys. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in the stage where I want to see how everyone kind of unfolds. Who, How valuable are some of these guys? Let them just take a couple of weeks before I move anything, before I think about trading Tyree Tail. So I, I'm definitely in a, in a coasting kind of situation right now where I just want to see where these guys um, uh, end up falling on the, on the puzzle board. So, so yeah, it's just about... Waiting it out and uh, maybe catching a couple W's. I have a soft schedule coming up. What if I somehow become five and five? Who knows? That would be wild. The one guy I didn't mention that I had written down that I forgot there it was Daryl Henderson because Cam Akers is like the ultimate washed situation right now. That's a hilarious spot. Um, And so you have another starting running back in Daryl Henderson for the time being. Yeah, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing as Ant is right now. (laughs) We'll get to him in a second. Can't say I'm all that surprised. Yeah, I don't know why. About Cam Akers. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, him being... It was, what, his ACL? MCL? Achilles? Was it his Achilles? I think it was right? ACL. Like, not a good start. Not great. Not a great start. Yeah. Just, a, just, a, just a thing that he just, needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something that he needed. Just given He's not there anymore. Just giving off those vibes where yeah. you're just... You know? Like, it yeah. just seems like it's, the mountain is almost too insurmountable to climb. 
Speaking of insurmountable mountains to climb, I want you guys to take a good, hard look at Ant's roster right now. I'm going to give you some notes. You tell me what you think, okay? Ant has lost Hollywood Brown for six weeks. We thought it was the season, yep. but it's only six weeks. That's good news, at least. Clyde sucks. His bench is a mess. Is it panic time for Tones? Are you in panic zone if you are Anthony? And what do you do? Dan, I start with you because you're the seller. I just feel bad for him, man. He has been taking such a beating for all these years. And I know he doesn't want a pity party, but this guy finally has all the draft picks, finally has great keepers, makes that great keeper for keeper trade in the preseason. And he just keeps getting shit on more and more. He, he said, and I quote Sunday night, Excuse me while I go drink gasoline. He was so pissed <laughs> off. He was so pissed off that he was losing to me, and I was smashing him. It was like, of course, all these guys are going off. Of course, you pick up Tyree, uh, Kenny Walker, and all these guys. But it's it, the unfortunate situation is is that he hasn't made great moves while he ha- has the season has unfolded. He had a pretty good draft. He had good keepers, but I don't. I'm not a big fan of some of the moves he has been making as the season has gone on, like sure. CEH trade or whatever. So I do think it's panic time. I do think I don't. I don't really know what I would do if I was in a situation. You know, I look at my team in comparison. My entire starting roster this week is a team that I drafted, and so I understand what you're saying in terms of you haven't made good adjustments on the fly. I think what's really shitty about Ant is the way in which he's lost some of his matchups because the points have relatively been there. But if you look at the guys that he's lost to, he lost with 124 in Week One. 124 this week would have beaten like half the teams in the league at least. Yeah. He lost to me with 149. Lost with 95, that's not enough, so I don't put it there. But how about the win by .12 points against Rich in week four? He won mm-hmm. 109.86 to 109.74. Print the wins, t-shirt. He wins with one. <laughs> exactly. He wins with 146, uh, 142, loses with 101. Thing is... His points have been fine. If you look at his average total per week, 120. Yeah, 120, yeah. It's just... Solid. It's not where the top teams right now are performing. So I understand that 2-4 and four looks ugly. If Tones wants to just gut out the season, and this is the reason why, Dan, I don't feel bad for him. If he carries on, he's trending towards, based on the points for, being a playoff team. And Nick made it to the finals as a sixth seed last year. So you just don't know... He has the players to get him there. You, you just you just got to get there, right? Yep. Just get there, and you never know what's going to happen, right? Yep. You go on a magical run, and uh, you just you know you you just you hope that the the right players get hot at the right times. I personally, I really like Ant's roster. Again, on paper, um, he's Jalen Hurts. What 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 is it to say? He, absolute absolute stud this year. Yep. Um, you know, Stefan Diggs, right? He's he's having. Uh, Last year he like he already has way more touchdowns this year than he did last year. Or am, am I mistaken he, in saying that? He digs, digs the touchdowns last year, and we talked about this actually a few weeks ago. Yeah, I remember you saying I the mean, positive uh, production that was yeah. going to come after the regression last year was yeah. going to be significant. And yeah. people were talking about this in the off season. If you're paying attention about how it was going to get there, because it was just impossible for him not to get there. Yeah, he's a, the he's metrics. a wide receiver one overall. I'm pretty sure right now he he might be higher than everybody else. He is playing unbelievable. It's 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 tough to see that he keeps losing with that guy on his roster. But you know, remember remember he has Swift coming back. If Swift could just remain yeah. healthy, I am a little concerned as a Lions fan that he just can't seem to stay healthy because they don't use him the whole bunch. They they don't give him many touches. They're trying to keep him healthy. But if he is healthy, he is unbelievable. One of the top three, four, five. Yeah, RBs in the league in terms of talent. Exactly, for sure. For sure. Yep. Wr. Yeah, sorry. So help WR is on the way. Help is on the way for him. This help week. is on the way. 
But not this week, Dan. Jalen Hurts, Stefan Diggs, Dalvin Cook. All oh. three of those guys on a bye. And he gets Franco. So I know what Tones is going to do after this week. And it's going to be, holy fuck, my luck, my luck, my luck. If he guts it out, even at 2-5, and five, if he does lose this week, I'm telling you, man, he still has a good enough team to make a run. Exactly. Like, And there's still, a, there's still just enough time. Yeah. And there's just enough talent on Ant's roster that it would not surprise me, is even if he loses this week, if he rips off four or five in a row. Yep. Like it wouldn't, wouldn't, I wouldn't even bat an eyelash at it. If the season ends and Tones is the sixth seed, let's say Nick is the one seed, you think Nick wants to come out of that bye in the semifinals if Anth wins in week, whatever it is, 14, 15, to face Tones? In week, the, because the, I'm telling you, the ceiling is, is so high. I wouldn't want to face Tones in the playoffs. Right. Like, especially as a, as a one seed. Yep. Assuming that Nick gets there, right? Like, I, I, this is not a team that I would want to have to match up against in the playoffs at all. There's one thing I'll say. The worst situation you could be in a fantasy, my most dreaded position you could be in, is having a bunch of draft picks, good keepers, knowing you have a great team, and yet having such bad luck that you go into a 2-5 start where you're scared to tr- trade away your draft picks because you might miss the playoffs. Right. And that's the scariest thing. Mm, yeah. Right? You want you want to trade your draft picks, but if you miss the playoffs, you are just completely screwed for two years. So it's it's a tough, very tough position to be in, and that's why I feel bad for him. But you know, it's it's tones. He's he's been through it before year after year, so par for the course for him. I would say this is the most talented team he's ever had. Yes. I'm not gonna sway him in a direction one way or the other. He's his own man and he's a confident player when it comes to fantasy football and he knows his shit, even though it doesn't seem like it sometimes. Um, I no, think he's I gonna agree. be. I think he's gonna be a buyer if anything, and I think he's gonna still compete because this is it, man. Like this is a year for him where he's got enough talent. Marquise comes back in six weeks. That guy's scary in week twelve. So yep. that's where I'm at with him. And the last thing I'll say on Tones, he picks up and starts Taysom Hill. I'm happy that did not work out for him <laughs> uh, after calling you out on yeah. the phone. Fucking God. is he starting him this week? Well, he's the Thursday <laughs> nighter, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. He needs to pick up a quarterback because Jalen Hurts is on a bye. 16 Fabby spell on him. Unbelievable. I can't believe he won that bid after knocking him down off your team. That's hilarious. Unbelievable. Look, I wasn't going to start Taysom Hill at any point anyway. Like, even after the 34 points, he comes back this week and he has, what, five or six yeah, points. So four, it's not like yeah. that was anything worth writing home about. And I've got guys. Like, I don't need that guy if he's going to be that volatile. But anyway, we move on. That's it for the matchups. We got a game from Stack Guy Dan that we're going to keep to probably five to ten minutes. But Dan, you got some notes for us. I asked you a while back to do some league info. Give me some notes on what we do um, against each other. Give me some notes about what our um, all-time playoffs record is. And you're going to ask me and Janaira some questions. And then we're going to tell people what their records are. So briefly explain, if I haven't already, what it is that you prepared for us. Okay, so it's it's almost gonna be a shame that we we spoil all these stats. It takes so many t- so much of my time, and we're just gonna fly through it in five minutes. But it is what it is. Can I say something? Yeah, yeah. Let me say something. Yeah. If you want to tease us with a few of them now, I promise to have you back in some capacity next week where we go through the rest because I agree with you. You spent a lot of time on this, and I don't. And we're just figuring this out on the fly. Yeah. yeah. But I don't want you to burn through it thinking that you have to get it all out. No. Okay. So if you want to revisit next week and give us just a couple little like teasers, a couple little appetizers this week, I I'm think down for I that. think what I'm gonna do yeah. is I'm just gonna say the the main points from everything, and then I'll keep track of every. Sorry, I'll let me just say quickly what I got. Sure. I got everyone's overall record over the last nine, ten seasons, whatever it's been. So how many wins Nick has, how many losses he has in the season, and as same as everybody else, and I have him 
as a win percentage. Who has the highest win percentage in a, in a season over the last 10 years? Is this, is this season 10? No, this season 9. Okay, in, in the last yeah. 9 years, not including this year, who has the highest win percentage, who has the lowest win percentage? I could... I could say them all, but I'm not going to. I'll say who the highest and the lowest is. And then over the course of the year, I might be like, okay, these two people are playing in the playoffs. This is their head-to-head record against each other. And they get, anyways, so I got everyone's record in the season. Everyone's record in the playoffs. Their win percentage. How many games they have, uh, how many games played they have in the playoffs, and so on. I also got everyone's average points for over the last nine years. How many points on average they put up every year. Who has the most? Who has the least? Who, and I would argue... Whoever has the most points against in nine years has the worst luck in this league. Shocker, I'll let you know who that is. Then we have... <laughs> oh, I think we may have just yeah. talked about him, but carry on. Yeah. Then we have head-to-head records. Everyone's head-to-head record against each other. What is Alex's record against Ryan? What's his record against CRG? I have that. I'm not going to say everything. What I'm going to say now is we're going to do a quick little game show, and we're gonna, I'm going to ask you guys some questions, and I'm going to reveal some stats here and there. And then the rest of the stats that I got, I'll just slowly leak out to the chat over time. Dan's got some tremendous information. Yeah. You like that, right? Tremendous information. (laughs) Stay tuned. Stay tuned. (laughs) So, you guys ready for the game? I am. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. This podcast, I'm sure, has been running long, so we'll go through this super quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what we're going to do is I'm going to ask CRG and I'm going to ask Doria a question. If you get the question right, you get one point. If you get it wrong, you get no points. There'll be a soup, uh, a bonus question at the end, which you could get two points. And one more quick thing I threw in. I haven't talked to you about this yet. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you ahead of time that you have ties with two people. So at a certain point, you can guess, I think I tied this guy. Whatever. Sure. If you do, you get two points. Amazing. Okay? So we're going to start. Can I just step in yeah, really yeah, yeah, go. quickly? Go for it. This would be the time in the podcast where Ant and I would grab the game show music and play it over us right now. Mm. However, I am far too lazy and it is getting way too late so I really, that is not going to happen I really enjoy just that. so everyone knows oh that's too bad I'll let you carry on okay <laughs> so that is too bad I did enjoy the, 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 the game show music last time so CRG no cheating my friend no nope. just put my screen away from you yep okay so we'll start with the first question here Doria I would like you to tell me who do you think has the better record against each other Our, uh, well I guess you have to guess correct right so yeah do you think you have a better record against Nick or does he have a better record against against you? Nick certainly has a better record against me. That is correct. Nick is ten and four all time against Alex Doria. Does that include his finals defeat over me in twenty fourteen? Yes. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Doria gets one point. So these numbers include playoffs. Include playoffs. Correct. Everyone's all time matchups. All time matchups head to head, not including third place games, fifth place games, or um, I think that's it, right? Or loser bracket stuff. Um, I'm just that. throwing it out there that I play Nick in week eight, so just whatever. Oh, Ooh. I should also throw out there I haven't included any matchups this year. Great point. At the end of the year, I will throw in 2022 stats. Uh, it's just okay. up until last year. It's up until last year. Yeah, because okay. I don't want to stop where I am and forget where I am. Keep going for this year. I'll do it at the end of the year, and we'll go on from there. Yeah, no problem. Okay. So that's one point for uh, for Doria CRG. Same question. Do you think your record against Nick is good or bad? Is he have a better record than you? Well, I haven't won too much in this league over the last nine years. I'm going to say Nick has a better record against me. Absolutely right. Nick is eight and four against you, and that is how the cookie crumbles. Nick is. I would make an argument. Yeah. And you don't have to reveal the stats, Dan, if you don't want to. Sure. But I would make an argument that Nick has a winning record against probably seven or eight teams in this league based on his success yeah. over the amount of years that he's had. 
Hey, you could have used that for your guests, right? Some knowledge you could use for your guests. Yeah. We're not talking about Nick no more. I'm moving on to the next guy. Yeah, suck it, Nick. <laughs> All right. All right. See ya. <laughs> next, we got Alex Doria against Ryan. Remember, you could guess Ty if you want to, and that will get you two points. Anyways, we got Alex Doria against Ryan. Who has a better record against each other? That would be me, sir. That is... Dun, 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 dun. Correct. You are 10 and 6. You as well. When you play with big dick energy, you must maintain. <laughs> you are dick 10 <laughs> wins and 6 losses against Ryan. That is another point. I play Ryan, and I randomize the schedule every year, but I play Ryan in the first week or two of every single year. And I don't know really? how this wow. happens. It is random, hmm. but it somehow happens. And I remember some wins in there. I do remember a tornado or a hurricane coming to mangle his team one week, but anyway. I digress. I do know that I've right. beaten Ryan more times than he's beaten me. Go ahead. CRG against Ryan. What is your record? Do you think he beats you or you that beat him? It is a good one. It's a good one. And I will say before you answer that there were many years of mediocrity for Ryan before he yeah. had that no, that's true. dominating, dominating championship oh, yeah. last year. Yeah, completely turned it around. Yeah. Um, Give it to yourself. Yeah, okay. No, okay. Oh, nope. no, I'll go with myself. Sure, why not? Yeah. Okay. Throw it around. All right. And you are losing. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. That's not a, I'm not that surprised. <laughs> Ryan is 10 and 6 against CRG. That is a fat zero for CRG. I think it's safe money if I just bet anybody against myself. <laughs> hey, that's part of the, stri- the strategy. Minus 150. Yeah, minus yeah, yeah. Alex Doria. Yeah. You know what? I'll save this for a little later. Um, let's do. Ooh, you against Tones. Who has one up against each other? Who has a better record against each other? You know what? I'm going to have some fun with this one. Tones and I have tied all time. That is absolutely incorrect. Ah, (laughs) I went for it. You are 8-3 against Tones. Suck it, Tones, and yet I lose all the bets on the podcast. So that's it. That's like (laughs) shouting bullseye and trying to hit that, and you put it like off the board. You know what I mean? That's that's tough. I am glad. That's a good, that's a big win for me. 8-3. Let me just shout out Tones for that rap, by the way, a few pods ago. Oh, the Fergalicious? The Fergalicious? Oh, yeah. That was a life-changing moment. (laughs) That was embarrassing. (laughs) Much respect gained. (laughs) Yeah. I was singing along right with you, buddy. The balls. You knew the words, though. (laughs) You knew the words. He did not. Yeah, I guess I did. I guess I do know the words. eh? Yeah, me too. That's, yeah. Yeah. Everyone does. We'll save that for another day. CRG versus Tones. Who has a better record? Hmm. Versus tones, eh? Well, here's the thing: if you choose yourself again, yeah, I know. I just wrong, look like a pompous asshole, right? But then, if you choose him, are you are you just pussying out? I just put, yeah. <laughs> I have a real real dilemma on my hands here, don't I? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with myself. I feel confident on this one. I love that you went with your gut because you were absolutely correct. Yeah, oh, yeah. You are seven, seven and four against Tones. Has Tones? Can I ask a question? Yeah. Does Tones have a winning record against anyone ever all time? Okay, come on. <laughs> let's, let's not be rude here. He of course has. Oh boy, one <laughs> matchup that he is a ha- he has a winning record with. What? One, just one, just one person. Can I guess who that is? Sure, Mike. Wrong. Incorrect. Mike has some bad teams. So again, at the end of this, I'll quickly just say, yeah, I'll quickly just say that at the end of this, that is, I, I want to say, is Rich the Dotto Slayer? That's what I'm going to break down really quickly. Is Rich the Dotto Slayer? I love And this. who is the Tone Slayer? Who is the CRG Slayer? Who is the Doria Slayer? Nice. I will have yeah. that at the end. This person that Anth has a winning record against, he is that person's Slayer. 
I'm not going to say who it is yet. All right, all right. Back to the yep. game. No problem. Okay. Doria, yep. you up next have me. Do you have a winning record or a losing record against me? Um, this is going to go so horribly wrong when I say what I say, but I do have a winning record against you. You are 5-6 and six against me. I have Ooh, one more win wow, against you. Wow, that's tight, eh? That's tight. Very, five very But six. you're saying that doesn't include this year. It uh, does not include this year. And I just beat you. So we're not talking about this year. That is fair. It's still zero points. Over time. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, two pointer right there. Ah, so close. <laughs> C or G against Dan? Winning record or losing record? You definitely have a better record against me. It's not definitely, but I do. I have a seven and six record against you, so oh, I have one win okay. against you as well. Hey, Dan, try dominating someone for once, please. I know, seriously. <laughs> Keep it close. I keep selling and buying and selling and buying. Yeah, make up your mind, huh? So far, what do you want? Quick tally. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> quick tally. Three wins so far for Sergi are correct. Uh, correct answers and two for Doria. So three two is a quick tally. I forgot we were playing a game. Yeah, you're playing. Oh, a game. Yeah, yeah, keeping yeah, track. Being yes and by okay. the way, I should probably just throw in you guessed one tie. So should you only have one more guess for a tie because you could just say tie and get two points. I don't know. I don't know if you want to do that. But That's okay. just letting you know, we're all winners here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Up next, we got this is round five. We got Doria against. Franco, what is who has a winning record against you two? Ah, oh, Franco's got it against me. All right, and it's a tie. Oh, you lose. There's that pesky tie. <laughs> There's the pesky four. tie. That green zero right, right there. <laughs> four and four against each other. You guys have each four other's number. No one has the lead there. Gotcha. CRG, your record against Franco? Hmm. Against Franco. I want to confirm this is not the franchise of Jared Franco. This is Franco. Correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Of Jafranco. Jafranco, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say Franco has me. Incorrect. It's a tie as well. Franco just tying everybody. Five and five. Franco and CRG. Damn. Wow. Yep. Up next, we got... got me on the Devontae Adams trade, though. That was tough, yeah. Really, who's the real winner? I'll take the L on that one. Doria against Mike. Oh, fuck. This This is a losing... This is a losing battle here. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. This is the part where Mike clips out um, and puts it in the chat. Yeah. Be careful what you say here. I've got to have the upper hand on Mike. You got to, but you don't. It's (sighs) six six tie against you two. Another tie. Another tie. There's your second tie. You can no longer get two more points. Damn. That's it. So that's another loss for you. Big L. Big L, great rapper. Any of my hip hop fans out there? Okay, CRG, you against Mike. Who has a winning record? He was a tie with you. Me versus Mike. Who has the most wins? I'm going to say Mike does. Incorrect. Wow, you guys are terrible at this game. <laughs> you are better than a bike. It's been nine years, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I know, I know. But it's a 50-50. It's multiple choice. Not even multiple choice. True and false. And you guys are wrong. wrong. It's 33%. Okay, true. Had ties. those ties. There's yeah, ties. Gotcha. That's true. So what's the what's my record? So Mike? Mike is 6-5 and five against you. Mike is being you just barely. That bastard. Yeah. Speed it up a bit. Handsome bastard. Dottle versus Rich. Who has the upper hand? The Dotto Slayer. Oh my god, this is brilliant. Oh, why was I Dotto? I mean Doria. Sorry, Doria versus Rich. Well, I've guessed... Okay, so I've, I've guessed myself three times in a row and I've been wrong. So now I'm going to guess Rich and be wrong. <laughs> 
You are wrong. Yes. You have Rich's number. You are seven and four against Rich. Yeah. Let's Un- go. Unbelievable. You keep Rich. cheering, but you got zero points for that one. Yeah, I know. That is hilarious. <laughs> CRG against Rich. Winning or losing a record, what you got? First Rich, eh? Fuck it. You can't stop me, though. I'm going to say myself. <laughs> oh, wrong. You are... <laughs> yeah, we suck. You, wow. You are three, really three and seven against Rich. Rich is kicking your ass. Oh, three and goodness. seven. Oh, yeah. Not including this year, but three and seven. That's not even a little close. That's really bad. Yeah, that's just... Yeah, that's straight All up. All right. That's seven rounds. The CRG Slayer. <laughs> there you go. He might be. Yeah. Fuck. That's... Seven rounds so far, Doria only has two correct, and CRG still has three correct. CRG has a lead. How many rounds to go? Yeah. There is two more rounds. One of them includes yourselves against each other, and one of them is a bonus one. Okay, next is you, Doria, versus Rob. Winning or losing record, what you got? Me. Incorrect, you're seven and nine. Let's go. Rob is kicking your seven butt. Seven and nine, eh? Yeah, it's not say kicking your butt, but nine and seven. I am so bad at this. Yeah, this, this is hilarious. This is, I started hot though. I think I was yeah, two and oh, and then I'm like oh, yes, yeah. you were. You were too. I'm like your season just, right now. Yeah. <laughs> just strong start. Strong terrible start. Finish. I'm surprised you guys yeah, don't know. Like, you have a little feeling when you look at your matchups. I usually lose. I think my confidence guy. is completely shot at this, yeah, point. At this point. Yeah, I have no no concept of what's going on. CRG, you against Rob. Winning or losing record, what you got? Rob has me. Rob's been a way better team for longer than I have. Absolutely correct. Rob. Wow. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Yeah. Rob is... Felt that one. Yeah. That was that gut feeling you were talking about. That was very good. I told you you should go with it. Rob... I knew I was shit against that guy. <laughs> Rob <laughs> is officially the CRG Slayer. He is 9-2 and two against you. Whoa. That is a complete 9-2. and two. Yeah, you yeah. should be ashamed of yourself. 9-2. and two. Now it is time for the That's bad. two more. So one more. Sorry, I'm, just, I'm just going. I'm just going to check when Janera and Rob play each other next. Have you played them already this year? Mm, I don't think I have. Breeze Lightning Week Nine. You'll play each other once. Week oh, Nine. Bet the house on Rob. Yeah. Nine. Don't care. My chance to get yeah. back into the W. That's it. Yeah. W column, I suppose. Okay, you guys will guess at the same time here. You got each other. Who has a better record, Alex Doria or Christian Janera? Do we do it on three or on? Three go. You guys could talk it out if you want, whatever. It doesn't matter. I got you. Who was Yeah, it? like... I have to. I, I... Me. I choose myself. I have to. Okay, just for argument's sake, I'll pick myself. I think my gut would have said Alex, but for the... My gut's this, been wrong all night, I've said. I'm, so I'm saying myself. I'll go my... I'll say myself. If it's a time, I'll lose my shit. Doria... Take a look at the Doria Slayer. CRG is 10-5 against you. <laughs> Double digits? Yes. You guys have faced each other a what? lot. And you are 10-5. 10-5? Fuck me. Unbelievable. I honestly I n- suck. I, good for you, man. Thanks, man. Again, I don't take too many W's in this pool. So, so I'll, I'll take them when I get them. CRG has five right. Doria has two you know what? Just for shits, to give Doria a chance, yep. if you get this bonus one right, you get two points. If you get it wrong, you lose two points. That gives Doria a chance to win. If he gets his right, you get his wrong. Uh, it's like, he will it's like fast money and finally family. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, here we go. So, the bonus question is everyone's favorite. Jared, who has the better record <laughs> against them? Who has the best record against Jared? No, no, sorry. 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 I'll ask you one at a time. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it was my fault. Okay. I said it wrong. C- CRG, or I was going with Doria. Doria, your record against Jared. Jared was in this league for two years. 
Who has a better record in those two years? You or Jared? Worth two points or minus two points? I'm going to say this. I've got to say Jared. You think Jared is better? I do, yeah. Incorrect. Fuck you are 2-0 and against Jared. Unbelievable. Hey, you are man. so bad at this game. So with that, CRG, just for shits, you won this game already, but just for shits, do you think you have a better record than Jared? Does Jared have your number? You got it. With or, my, or, or yeah. what even surprise me if I hear I'm like 0 3 against you? Yeah. I'm going to go, you know, fuck that guy. I'm going to go myself. <laughs> you have to at that point. Yeah, I'm fighting myself. The here. funny thing is, you guys totally forgot about the ties. I said you had two ties. This is one of them. You ties, oh. Jared. Unfortunately, you are incorrect. This game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, long story short, CRG wins. He is the winner 5 to 2. Right. Congratulations, man. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, very good. Done. So, Appreciate very quickly, that. I very will good. now just say the, the, the slayers you. of each person. Yeah, please. Say that? Yeah, go, go okay, it. so I'm going to quickly rattle off the stats that I have here now. I, will, I won't say everything, everything, just the big, important stuff. The most interesting stuff. Nick, he has a lot of winning records. It's tough to say who he's a slayer against. Mm. But I must admit, he is the Dan Slayer. No. He is 10-4 and four against me. I cannot beat Nick. Wow. And we are both wow. two-time champions, so it really, really bothers me. But it's the truth. He is 10-4 against me. That must have hurt you so it much definitely hurt. Down. It definitely really did hurt. That's tough. You, Doria, I don't remember if I said you were anyone's slayer. Uh, but you, I would say, yep, your best record is against Tones, 8-3. and three. You are the Tone Slayer. That's poetry. Thank you. Yes. You Love this game. Okay. Best game. Should I say everyone else quickly? Who's the Slayer of what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Ryan, you are the Slayer. I think I said already. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't. You are the Mike Slayer. You are 9-3 and three against Mike. Mike cannot beat Ryan. We got CRG. He is a Slayer of Alice Doria. We said this already. Tones. Only one person with a winning record. That is so embarrassing. And that That's is crazy. I never would have guessed that. Honestly. And that that is Rob. He is seven and three against Rob. So is it? We don't have to spend any time on this because we're running super long. But is it safe to say that he is the worst fantasy player that we've had in this league's history? Like, come on, it has to be right. Well, if you want to go by average points for, no, it's not. Oh, average points for over the last nine seasons. Are you going to save that? Up to, up to you. You gonna save that number? I think you should save that number. You don't want me to say who has the most points for, the most points against, the most unluckiest player. I want you to. I don't want you to do it today. Okay, no problem. You let me know when you want I me can't back. Wait to hear that. Be a Ooh, little tease. Yeah, eh? yeah. Okay. bring it back. So let's quickly finish here. Then uh, I am the Slayer. <laughs> uh, I am the Slayer. Jared. You know what? You you have to you have to say I'm the Slayer of Rob as well too because I'm ten and five against him. Rob can, does not beat me very often. Ten and five against Rob. Franco has a lot of ties. This kind of 50-50 most seasons, but he is also the Tone Slayer. He is eight and four, eight and four against Tones. There might be multiple Tone Slayers. I did not do this before this. Mike, who is he the Slayer of? He is the Tones. He is. (laughs) Just keep saying this. Mike is a Slayer of Franco. Seven and two. Franco cannot beat Mike. Mike is seven and two against Franco. Rich. Gonna bother Franco. Rich. If you Who say there's a Rich and Franco rivalry, Rich has Franco beat six to two. You could say it's that. Rich also beats CRG seven to three. You could mm-hmm. also argue that. Rob, uh, there's only two more left. Rob, the Slayer for Rob, eight and five against Rich. Rob gives Rich is probably the best record he's got. Oh, I'm wrong. Against Nick, Nick cannot beat Rob. Wow. Rob hmm. is nine and five against him. That's the yeah, Nick's the Nick Slayer, the real Donald Slayer here looks like it's Rob. Wow. 
And lastly, you got Jared. Jared is pretty even keeled, everybody. The only person Jared has three wins against is Nick. Suck it, Nick. Jared is 3-1 against Nick. Nick who? Wow. I knew it was a mistake kicking All right, the rest of the stats will <laughs> yeah. leave for us some other time. My next yeah, visit. Absolutely, Dan. Really appreciate it. Uh, boys. Hell of a pause. This has been fun. This has been a good time. Thanks is for your, your boys, your confidence flying now that you know that you can do it in person, that you guys can do this anytime, jump in, step in, whatever it is? This is great. This yeah. is great. I yeah. can do this. There's a lot, this a lot of fun, for sure. A lot of fun. You can bring us in anytime you want. Amazing. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm without a co-host next week, so we'll see how the week goes. We'll yeah, see maybe. how maybe. this... And I just hope the uh, microphone works, that the audio actually works, so people can actually listen to this, because this yeah. computer is on the verge of blowing the hell up. So... Um, <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening. Like we said, week six, episode 80. No tones next week either. But we'll be back in some capacity. Good luck with the bye weeks. Good luck with waivers. And um, thanks again for joining me. Really appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zone, 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 zone. Let me see your shoulders work. I mean, I don't know what y'all came here to do, but uh, if you ain't got a lighter, what the fuck you smoking for?